I want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the Halo Talks 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to 1,000 by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on Chartable's top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the Halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on location, Ursa 2023. I have the pleasure of bringing back one of our prior guests to give us a progress report on Safe Sweat up in Canada. We are about to pivot to multi-locations, possibly nationwide or international airfare. Amory, welcome to the show again. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. That's what I like. That should be the tagline. Just let's go. <laughs> and then probably dot, 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 halo. There we go. There you go. That's not I bad. like it. So, um, look, man, you get, you're a ball of energy, as am I. Uh, we get excited about ideas that we turn them into companies, and then we just don't really look back, and we just break stuff and make sure we get to the right place at the right time, and it's like beautifully curated exactly what we thought it was going to be so take us through the last 18 months yep got through covid yep called safe sweat actually i think most people would like a safe sweat especially during covid right. and after covid and you should always have a safe sweat so tell us as a reminder for the audience what the concept is where we're going with it how the unit economics are working out and i'll take it from there Yep. Yep. Thank you. So, yeah. So, Pete, thanks again for having me on. Appreciate the opportunity. So, yeah, as a reminder, we uh, we started working on Safe Sweat over two years ago. And the idea was inspired because of the pandemic. It's not why we did it. We knew pandemic would be here and gone. And we weren't looking for something to solve for the pandemic. We were looking for something to solve for the future. Yep. And so as we started thinking about what happened during the pandemic, as well as our experience in the industry, we realized there was an, a demographic of people that are being underserved. And so what we mean by that is gyms can be extremely intimidating. Big box gyms, studio fitness. And so for the average person that's never done it before, a lot of them struggle to even walk in the door. And once they walk in the door, a lot of them feel like eyeballs are on them. And so we felt that there was an underserved community that was going to the gyms, they left the gyms, they try to work out from home. We know it was very difficult to work out from home. Mm -hmm. So we said, what if we create a space where it feels like you're working out at home, but away from home? And so we created Safe Sweat. And did that come from a personal frustration? Uh, you know, I, personally, I, I, I've struggled with body image dysmorphia. You know, I was a competitive bodybuilder, and I think some of us had the biggest issues the way we looked, yeah. and that never went away. And what I realized, what we realized during that time is, it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, everyone has their insecurities. And so if people that are in the best physical shape struggle sometimes, 
then what about the rest of the world where we have a ton I mean, of- I can't imagine the amount of anxiety of somebody who's severely overweight going and sitting on a chair and figuring out if that chair is maybe going to give on me. If I go to an airplane and I get a seat belt extender or I can't fit into a booth or the... I mean, I've seen it. I've been around a couple of people who've dealt with that, and it it's changes your life. I mean, it's it's all you, you it's all you can think about. Oh, absolutely, and and it's becoming even tougher for youth right now, right? With social media, yeah, you have body image dysmorphia, social anxiety issues at an all time high. Why don't and, they call it anti social media? Right. I mean, it'd probably be better that way. There's people be like, yo, I didn't really get that much out of that anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, so we're idea. hearing it's it like with a the youngest. Time. <laughs> should go to Safeway, get a workout in, dude. Yeah, well, we're hearing That's what, what they, they should do. Yeah. Instead of going on social media, get a safe sweat in. There we go. Yeah, okay, There we fine. go. Done. 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 Done and done. All right, see you later. Come All back right. next year. Out. <laughs> no, so, so that's the thing is social media, I think, is accelerating the mental health issues, especially with the way people look. And so we felt like we had an obligation as being veterans in the fitness industry to create a solution that can help those that are struggling to get into the gyms and studios. So tell us what happens inside of a safe sweat that happens inside of a health club and studio and, and what doesn't happen. Yep. So we all know gyms and studios, you know, we, we fit in as many people as we can into the gym to make sure the unit economics works. Uh, studio fitness, you walk in, uh, most of the people already know what they're doing. And so a newcomer, you have to learn. Sometimes you don't feel like you look like them. You don't act like them. You don't talk to that like them. So at Safe Sweat, we have a 2,700 square foot studio, premium boutique fitness, high-end finishes. Uh, you walk in, beautiful lobby, where you're greeted by the front desk, and then you walk into your suite. You already have it reserved. It you, has doors on it? Yep, so the doors are glass with some privacy film over it. Okay. And you walk in, beautiful high ceilings, and you slide your door shut. You change the lighting to whatever I'm mood to sets control right. the lighting everywhere yeah. I am. You control the lighting. You and the music. The music. You control the airflow. Mm. You control the TV. The TV, you can watch whatever you want, including our fitness digital library. So people can follow along to work out in their suite. Can I bring a friend with me in there? Uh, depending on your membership, yep. Okay. Yep. So I physically have enough room. Oh, yeah. Got it. Yeah, we have families of four and five working out in no suites. Way. Yep. We've created... Can uh, I stay there overnight? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, you, Pete? Yeah. No, Pete. yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not talking general pop, bro. I'm talking about VIP P shit. VIP Pete is welcome to stay right, there fine. overnight. <laughs> I don't know why I asked that question. Just saying that, in a way, it's kind of like... It's almost like the... I know WeWork's got a bad, it's a bad name, but like it is kind of the WeWork of of you know personalized fitness you don't want to do it in your home because the flooring's not right the lighting's not right music's not right it's a destination so it's a place to go where i feel like okay i'm psychologically going to the gym right absolutely absolutely we want people to look forward to fitness again right and so what's happened with social media and you were saying what's the difference well you know typically you go to a gym and you first decide what you're going to wear so how many people don't go to the gym because they don't like how they look and what they're wearing? And then you walk in and you're feeling like people are looking at you and judging you on what exercise you're doing and how you're doing them. At Safe Sweat, we say the only person you have to focus on is the person looking at you in the mirror. 
So I have a certain amount of rooms. How many rooms in the average safe sweat? We have six standard fit suites as well as two fit suite lux. The two fit suite lux are larger fit suites yeah. with a little higher end aesthetics. How many members can I get in and securing enough square footage and time frames that people are like, oh man, I can't believe I can't get into this. They only got six or eight rooms. Or are six or eight rooms like that accommodates X amount of people. Yep, we're almost at 200 members. We have uh, zero capacity issues because of the way we designed the memberships, the times that people are allowed to come in, okay. how many times they can come in, how far in advance they can book. So we believe we can get up to about 400. 400 members. 400 before we start losing members because of booking. And how many hours is, is it open? Uh, we are open from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. Okay, so let's do some quick math on that. So it's 17, 17 hours yep. a day. Yep. Okay. So let's do, let's give people a quick math lesson yep. and like a Halo Academy lesson. So if they're running your business, if they're an investor looking at your business yep. and saying, hey, this is super interesting. So we haven't done this before. So this isn't staged, right? This, this is just no. like on the fly, talking investor, investee. So you've got 136 hours a day of capacity. Yep. Do people get an hour or a half hour slots? 50 minutes. Five zero. Okay, Five so we zero. got enough turn, time to turn. Yep. So I got 136 is the capacity. And then on a per room basis or on a per visit basis per member, what? what once what, per day. So once per day they're allowed in? Yep. So I got 136 open slots. Yep. And the reason why you said I can accommodate 400 members because you know and I'm gonna put this in, in out there because you're not gonna dispute it because we agree. Yep. They're gonna come three times a week. Yep. Therefore, I got exactly 408 hours for 400 members. That is what I'm talking about, Pete. Yeah, okay, so I get that. Awesome. I think we did the math right on it. Yeah, because seven, well, we got seven days a week, right? So we got three, yeah, 1,200. That is the way to think about what's my max capacity. Yep. If you're a studio operator, or you're, you're a boutique operator, you're at a certain square feet per member, I gotta know that I can do 136 hours a day, multiply by seven and multiply by 30 and say, where, where am I gonna get to where I'm at capacity? So that is a great thing for people to know. And then take your average revenue per 50 minutes, multiply that and that's what the unit economics yep. are gonna be and everyone in your company knows, here's the, what 100% capacity looks like. Yep. So as you thought about building this and you would think, intuitively, hey man, it's only eight rooms, but actually after we do the math, that's all you actually need, yep, right? Absolutely. So how do you think about what kind of rents you can pay, how it gets staffed, yep. without giving away like the special sauce here, yep. but just to kind of educate investors on, hey, this is why this makes sense, because I'm basically like a WeWork where my rent is 10% of my revenue, and that's how the math works, or 10 or 20% of my revenue, and, and this is how I can run a very profitable Safe sweat. Yeah, yeah. So I think you touched on something that I think everybody knows or should know, and that's every single gym and studio has a capacity. It's just whether or not you know it or you talk about it, uh, we talk about it. And in fact, we use it to our advantage when we talk to our potential members or members and we say, hey, we are going to shut down memberships when we are at full capacity. And so with that, we have decided and I would say we went a little bit backwards. We said, what kind of service do we want to provide 
to make sure we're bringing in this new demographic to feel good. And what we also realized is we only need one person at the front desk to be able to greet everybody as well as take care of these suites in between sessions. Got it. So you have one manager and you have one front desk. We also employ trainers. We have three personal trainers right now. The trainers get paid when they service sessions. Uh -huh. And these trainers right now, we are at 25% PT, uh, personal training penetration. So one out of four members works out with a personal trainer, which is five times the industry average right now. Correct. So if I take a look at this, is there, are there Olympic squat racks in there? Like what, what kind yep. of workouts can I do and not do? Yeah, so you walk in, you have a, a recovery station with hyper ice, uh, air purifier, as well as a meditation device. Then you have a squat rack. Squat rack also has a never ending rope, a landmine. You have a ball target. We have TRX. What's suspension. a landmine? Landmine to do rows, push press, different exercise with uh, the squat okay. rack. Okay. You also, we also have TRX, suspension training nice. and rip training, a cable machine, dumbbells, and a piece of cardio. So the rooms have different cardio. So nice. depending on which cardio you want to do for the day, you're able to get into that room. We're going to introduce you to one of our sister companies called uh, Higher Dose. They do infrared saunas, PMF mats. Awesome. Um, you can add that to the, to the workout recovery. Um, so look, so, so you got this set up in, you know, the area that you live in. You've obviously got a significant amount of relationships, right? Yep. We go through in our Halo Academy class, hey, how do you replicate an operation, but how do I actually replicate myself or find someone who's as passionate and driven in ex and can execute a plan and, and allow someone to open up a safe sweat that might either be a corporate location, might be a franchise. So how are you going about the, the next phase of growth? What do you think you get and what do you give for that? And then I might have a follow-up question. I'm not sure yet, but I might. <laughs> okay, so um, I, I wanna make sure everybody knows, we didn't wake up one day and decide to get into fitness. Uh, my business partner and I have 50 years combined fitness experience all the way to the president level. And so although we may be new at Safe Sweat, we're not new to fitness. And so when it comes to looking for potential partners, franchisees, we know exactly what to look for to make sure that they're successful. But when we created Safe Sweat, we created it with the intention yeah. to be all over the world. And so we wanted a simple process. So all along the way, we've created all the playbooks. So we're fully ready. My business partner, Andrea Klogman, is, was a former vice president of operations. So she's creating every single playbook so it's literally, Pete, here you go. Have fun, be successful. And yeah. we'll support you every step of the way. Under under a franchise, under a, a license? What, what, yeah, under we'll a, be doing franchise. Franchising. We'll be doing franchise. And where and, are the franchises gonna be available? What countries or states? Uh, I right, As of now, it'll be United States and Canada. Okay. Although there are some other countries, I won't name right now, that are in discussions. We better get the breaking news on that. Yeah, you will. Not any other news outlet. By the way, there's also outlet. one more breaking news. I cannot say. Oh, but, but, no. But here's Cut the thing. The Cut this the is, mic. This is going to be, uh, you'll be the first to know. All right, fine. Okay. That's all I ask. In, in, That's May, all I ask. in May, you'll know. Whether I redistribute that information globally <laughs> or just know that you told me first. I'll tell you, you what, though. It's huge. Cool. It is huge. All right. Now, going back to that discussion about uh, successful franchi uh, franchisees, 
We know in our past experience, one of the most difficult things for a gym operator is to find, recruit, develop, and retain top coaches and instructors. We don't have coaches and instructors. So number one, this is the easiest fitness operations franchisees will ever see. So we've created- Because everything's coming in on the digital or you just do your own? Both. You have, you have the, um, one, it's a retail play. All of our uh, memberships are because of referrals and digital. Number two, because you don't have those coaches and instructors, the product we're selling is a beautiful space with great service, which doesn't just have to be a fitness enthusiast. It has to be somebody that wants to operate that type of facility. With that, we've created an operations of fitness that has 30% less operating costs than the typical fitness studio out there, say, in Orange Theory, with same top-line revenue. Got it. What kind of results are you getting, or what? What's some of the feedback or Yelp reviews, or what? How do people? What kind of analogies are people making, or what are they saying? Yeah. So one, we have five star reviews, all of them five star on Google. You can check it out. Um, you can also check out all of our social media: TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Sorry about the social, but. It is one form of advertising. Oh, no, it's fun. I'm, I'm and, joking, I'm joking yeah. around. I, I got to be in it. Yep. I run a podcast. 100%. So. Yeah. And then if you look at the comments and you see what our members are saying, it's it's how come no one has ever done this before? When is it going to come to my city? When is it going to come to my country? This is how I need to work out. This is what my youth needs to work out. I don't have to worry about anybody else anymore. I don't have to worry about people looking at any me anymore. Um, over 40% of our members have a home gym. Over really? 40% have invested in a home gym. I'm shocked. And they say they can't shocked. use it. They, they, don't, they don't use it because there's too many distractions. They don't use it because they're bored. They want to get out of the house. Right, yeah. I think people just want to go somewhere and feel like, all right, now I'm going to where I'm going to work out. And yep. And here, here, so I think you procrastinate if it's so convenient, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, I, I want to make really two big points that the fitness industry was asking us about for the past year when we announced this. Number one is you, the, the demographic you're going after is so small and they didn't know that it would work, meaning they said there's no way you will get someone to pay a premium for a place to work out on your own. They only pay for classes. And we argue the fact that we've I been... Mean, part of it's like getting your own table at a nightclub. You know? No, there you go. Or maybe like a dinner reservation where you have like your own square footage. Absolutely. And, and crazy idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, so the thing is with this is that our members value that. They would rather pay two, three hundred dollars a month in order to work out on their own as opposed to in a class. Right. The other thing that's happening is our demographic is growing. We have a very large community of members that used to belong to F45, Orange Theory. And what they're saying is they like the idea of at first to go and take classes. But after about a month, they get bored of the same classes as well as it gets hard and they don't want to always kill themselves in a workout. So with us, if they want to work out hard one day, they do. And if the next day they just want to relax and walk on the treadmill, they do that. If, when you take a look at 
what's the ideal demographics or what's the ideal vertical density you like to use in cities for a safe sweat? Where, where would you, what, what's, is it suburban? Is it urban? Is it next to a 500 apartment high rise building that has a small gym? Where, where, where do you, where did people want to put these if they're a franchise? Yeah. yeah so eat. we are in a strip mall right now. We have three other studios in the strip mall as well. We have four large box gyms within two blocks of us. However, we also have members that are driving from 40 minutes away to come to Safe Sweat. Wow. So, it's pretty far, man. Yeah, initially we said, let's take um, less risk. Let's find a high density area. So we found, you know, 100,000 people within a five mile radius. So we knew we were going to do well. It's a suburban area. But we have people that are driving from other less dense populations from the city to get to Safe Sweat because that's what they need, that's what they want. So to answer the question, I would say at first, yes, find a, a dense population, suburban area, or even in a city uh, where people can walk to work out, walk back home or walk to work. However, I strongly believe these are gonna work almost anywhere. That's awesome. From a standpoint of building the Safe Sweat brand, and what you're responsible for as a franchisor. Give me some, I always look at a franchisee-franchisor relationship as probably one of the most important parts of, of investing in a brand. So what do you intend to offer? And how are you gonna push that down? So is that, I'm gonna handle your website, I'm piping in content every day. You're gonna have somebody who's gonna look at your leases. Um, we got a university, we're gonna train your people, you know, online, offline, you're gonna have a membership do you know you're gonna have a we're gonna have an annual convention i'm gonna show you the kpis I'm, I'm just throwing out everything i can that i can think of but what what's the main pull if somebody's saying hey i want to get into fitness i want to go into a franchise so i can understand what somebody else has done and learn from mistakes and so i don't make any mistakes that's why i'm getting a franchise operating playbook what do you think the top three things are or the top couple things that come to mind like this is why you should partner with me yep so number one is making sure that we created a model that will make you money. And I, I know it sounds obvious, but unfortunately, there's a lot of franchises out there that might be more interested in selling the unit or right. selling the rights as opposed to making sure those franchisees are making money. We understand that money is the reason that you will be able to pay for everything and survive. So yes, we will make sure that you are profitable. Number two, uh, an easy process. Um, I think that when you overcomplicate the business, look, fit, fitness, we don't talk about results at Safe Sweat. We don't talk about losing weight, gaining muscle. We talk about just getting in there, whatever you do. And so it's kind of the same thing as our model. We're talking about a simple model. It's a box with other boxes inside, with equipment inside that, and people come in, use it, and get out. There's probably a lot of analogies that, that I could use. Um, you and I can go to a golf range or um, play 18 holes or we go to Top Golf, and we'll just go get our own little, you know, galley, yep. right? And we'll have a table there, like we're at a nightclub, and we'll, they'll, they'll have the equipment there for us. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of different analogies, whether it's the we work of fitness in a good way, whether it's the top golf 
personalization and privacy yep. coupled with it's outfitted with whatever you need and, and results are for you and if you want Top Golf, I don't know if they do this, but if you want an instructor to come, send an instructor to your bay. You want an instructor, hit this button, you know, almost like room service. So look, man, I think it's awesome what you're doing. Congrats on getting to where you are. Look forward to reviewing the uh, franchise disclosure document and making introductions as needed. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. And what I would leave everyone with is right now, we're in the process of looking for some great partners and investors as we're raising some capital so we can take this all over the world. Awesome. Thank you. All right, man, go Halo and don't look back. Let's go. Go Halo. <laughs>